0: Welcome back to Bass Talk with Pat. Uh, This is episode two. We are going to be talking today with Aaron from What Makes Sense. My band, Real Talk, actually got to play with Aaron's band in January and March. And they actually have their own podcast, the Nonsense Podcast, which I actually got to be a part of. And Aaron is actually the reason why I wanted, one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast. So, today we will be talking about uh, Aaron's love for Green Day and the Dirty Nail, uh, his bass, which is one of the most beautiful basses I've actually ever seen, and how he stopped playing and actually recently got back into it. So,
1: let's take a listen. Hey, Pat. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Good, you? Not too bad, man. Just just finished work and now I'm chilling
0: cool uh so yeah let the let the tables be reversed i guess i get to ask you some questions now
1: dude i'm so excited
0: all right so uh, i tried this earlier today with someone else and like i butchered it so i'm gonna have to redo it with them tomorrow so like you're gonna probably be the first one that's like actually good so (laughs) let's do this all right man all right so yeah just introduce yourself
1: All right. My name's Aaron Barkstrom. I am um, about 5'7", brown hair, hazel eyes, (laughs) my social security number. Uh, Yeah. And, um, yeah, I play bass for a band called What Makes Sense, and we're very good friends with Real Talk, so I'm super excited to be on, speaking to one of my favorite bassists from one of my favorite Uh bands. Ah, dude, now I'm blushing. No, I'm serious. For real. I – was trying with all my might to figure out what the baseline to, uh, temporary and arrivals were like two <sighs> days ago. Swear to God. Dude. And then I was like, wait, is this in like C
0: flat? Yeah. We're, we're, we're dropped. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> actually, this is going to be a good story. Cause I, I, I when, when, when we did the podcast for you, I was like very about like, Oh, like the guitars are fucking, it's like a rock, like guitars. Yeah. Like there's so much shit. So, while we were recording i like got i had like my my bass like set up and like we got to it and like i think it like we played like one show and it was like you know it wasn't like the top string was an f and i was like this is fucking weird so i'm on like, my right, whatever so i'm just playing and then when we get to like record like bass like gary was like oh like that's fucking like like I would play like, the 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 C, and he's like, "Oh, that's like not gonna work." Like, you, no. <laughs> so he's like, do you have another bass?" I was like, "Yeah, I have like my backup. Like I use in the, another band." And he's like, "All right, let's try that." And he's like, "All right, play in, like play in half. Like play E flat." And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, play E flat." So I had to, like re like pretty much relearn how to play everything in the studio, and I was like, this is a little fucked up, and he was he was like, hey, like, that's, no. Have rhythm. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, man. But, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna ask how, you guys were also recently in the studio as well. How was that?
1: that was I'm good. assuming it
0: was your first time with, like, with what makes sense.
1: Yeah, and it was really my first time with, like, a legitimate band and a legitimate producer. I had actually, my first Um, real, you know, studio time was with a band in Brooklyn that I was in for very short time called June Submarine. The dude ended up like not doing anything with anything that we recorded. And I think he ended up moving back to Portugal.
0: (laughs) So, um,
1: yeah, that's a little disheartening. And I was like, Jesus. Okay. Well, at least I didn't have to, pay. it was like his project. So he paid for all the recording, which is super strange. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I just never got to hear it, (laughs) That um, but then, you know, yeah, being in the studio again, it was just a breath of fresh air with what makes sense. I actually didn't, you won't hear, uh, the ripper on it at all. You won't hear Uh, my bass on it at all. It, uh, it needs a, it needs a proper setup. Um, and I think when they, they actually replaced the fingerboard on it, not the neck, but just the fingerboard and um when they replaced it they put also a new nut on it and it was just like i think it was one of those cheap plastic ones so that's like worn down by now and i put on new strings and they were just buzzing to all hell so you what you hear on there is actually a fender p bass with just like worn strings on it but dude (laughs) yeah real punk rock
0: the same thing like when he was like all right grab your backup i was like i have some like more strings you want me to put them on he's like it doesn't matter i was like what yeah he's like he's like yo dude play very light and he's like you're he's like you're like pounding that like you stop and i was like i
1: i don't know how to shit out of the strings
0: (laughs) i was like how do i play bass now like I, i i don't know what to do like i was like i thought new strings were everything and like so i was i was really fucked up but yeah
1: And, like, for bass, I don't know. It's different for guitar than it is to bass. Like, for bass, when you put on new strings, you need another, like, three to five days of consistent playing to get them down to where they should be. Guitar, it's like, that's how you want it. Bass is so tinny.
0: I know. He was like, no, like, it doesn't matter to me. I was like, what? (laughs) Because, like, every producer was like, you need to have fresh strings. And I was like, okay, cool. That's what I was on Yeah, that was the impression I was under. (laughs) So... But I, I'm glad you recorded on PBS because that's yeah. that's Dude, my favorite. I, awesome. I I have like like two of them and like I I I do I wish I could have a Ripper. I I was gonna segue into that eventually, but you brought it up. So uh, the ongoing thing is people are always like, oh yeah, like Pat, like you you PBS and like oh, what that. And I was like, I've always loved to have like a gr- Rick or a Gibson if I could. Boo. I yeah. yeah, but yes. So isn't it like a seventy? I think you said this one time. Is it like a
1: seventy-eight?
0: I heard or is seventy-five. It like
1: seventy. Ooh, seventy-five. Yeah. Um, don't believe what they say. It's not like the most durable thing you've ever had. Um, <laughs> I've had to solder the wire like three times in there. Um, I broke the the um pick guard actually when we were playing with you guys i broke it in philly my first show with what makes sense (laughs) um and i got a replacement that doesn't quite fit well so (sighs) i still have to get back to that like warehouse and have them you know trace it and all that but yeah anyways it's it's a great sounding instrument i love it um yeah, it's just not like if you buy an instrument that's you know forty five years old, it's not going to be like entirely reliable all the time. <laughs> that's fair. So I've considered but... I have like a Squire P bass or a J bass that I've like considered bringing to a few shows, but um, <laughs> man, I I love it. It's it's been good to me, even with like any issues that we've had. Um, it's it sounds unlike anything I've ever played, and that's why I think I wanted it because it doesn't sound like a P bass or, you know, like fenders are the golden standard for basses, yeah. especially nowadays. Cause you're not going to get a sound anywhere like that. And I love that sound, but I also wanted something that was like unique. It's going to make you question when you hear it. You're like, what the hell is that?
0: <laughs> yeah. dude.
1: But so
0: I, I'm glad that I, I, I've seen it a couple of times and I'm always like, <sighs> Uh, I, like probably two weeks ago, Stephen and Tom were always like talking about like buying new gear, and I was like, I wonder if I could like trade all three of my like my bases to maybe get that from Aaron. But yeah, I, was, like, I, I don't want to bring it up, <laughs> but so yes, you guys recorded recently, and you're you're a relatively new band, and you're like the last member to join,
1: right? I was. That's correct. So tell me about that, because I i heard you hadn't played in a while if that's correct. Yeah, um like I said I was in that band in Brooklyn for a little bit and then you know just dissolved cuz the guy moved out of the country. Um his whereabouts are literally unknown. I don't know where he is. Um <laughs> I just hope if he's using my music that I recorded he's putting it to good use and maybe I'll see some money later on. <laughs> but <laughs> but um yeah, I before that I hadn't played in anything serious since high school. Played one gig in college. Um, wasn't really a big thing. And then, yeah, I had I'd kind of taken off from playing. Didn't quite have too much of an interest in it because I was like, oh, you know, I'm just starting out my job here. And, you know, it was my first time paying rent and like being out of the house and like, I don't have the money to go travel and buy like expensive band equipment and stuff. You know, was that was kind of like my mentality. But you know, i am slowly realize it's it's about getting yourself out there, meeting the right people. And that's exactly how it happened. I was um, home upstate. Um, I live in Jersey now. And then I went back home to see some friends. And that's how I met Avery, our current guitarist from What Makes Sense. And we'd seen each other at a few other parties. But the day I was about to leave to go back to Jersey, I think it was like probably like, you know, the day New Year's Day or whatever um i was at the gym and avery was at the gym and avery's like hey like do you want to join my band (laughs) in true avery fashion if i know you know him just as well and like that's just his way of like asking like it wasn't even a big deal i was like sure i mean is there you know music you guys can send me any like files i figured they have at least like a soundcloud and he sends over, he's like, Oh, we got a full EP published on Spotify. And I'm like, I'm such a front runner where I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, I'll join. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, oh, uh, there's no setup to this? Hell yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I don't think I've said, I don't think I've told you
0: this story, but I'm very much like that. Like, I hate promoting my own band, especially like, you're also, I forgot to mention this. You're also um, in two bands as well like yeah. me you're in two bands um i should probably ask you about that but i was gonna say um i i work at like a coffee shop or a little coffee hut in like a huge insurance building so like people are always like hey pat like hey pat and one day like they're like hey pat like what like where did you where were you like last week i was like oh yeah i was in new jersey and they're like why and i was like oh yeah i went to go record record my band and they're like wait what i was like yeah i was like, they're like you're in a band i'm like yeah and they're like what's your band's name and like they'll look and they're like and there's like this photo where it's like we're like playing in front of like a huge room and like a bunch of people and they're like they're like whoa do you was like that what? in
1: portland was that your that, portland show
0: oh that was not that was um in the middle i should tell you this whole story so um have you ever seen each-
1: photos of i think tom posted one once and i was like holy shit that's a big-ass venue we got to play, uh, we got to open for EVE 6 in, like, outside
0: of Bangor, wow. Maine, in November. And the reason why we got onto it is because I saw that they were coming, and I just posted on the Facebook event, and, like, three days later, they're like, hey, someone suggested you.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> great. Oh, my God. <laughs> we also got yelled at
0: because we didn't play long enough, too.
1: Oh, damn. Yeah. I mean, we fought, we, yeah. We've uh, fallen in that situation a few times because, yeah. like, we have five songs. <laughs> uh, we
0: had to play like both EPs back, and we're like, "Yep, sorry, that's all we got." Sorry. <laughs> and
1: the stage manager yelled at us. He's like, "That's
0: Whoa. still a lot." I know. <laughs> it's a sad part.
1: Yeah, but... it's like, what do you? Were you expecting us to play like a whole rock opera for two hours? What's They're like, the deal? I,
0: We played like like. For 30, 35 minutes, and they're like, you didn't play for 45. Like, what the hell?
1: 35 is pretty standard. <laughs> I
0: know. And we're like, that's it. That's all we got. Sorry. Yeah. Anyways, so I uh, I love hearing how Avery would just bring up nonchalant, because that's very much how I do it. You guys are cut from the same cloth. I know. But so I'm glad that you are back to playing the bass. Anyways, I was going to go back to the gear question because I've been actually wanting to ask you this on um, what head do you actually have? Because I've always seen it but I never like asked or like wanted to bring it up because it seems like really weird.
1: I've never seen like that head. I actually that isn't even mine. That was <laughs> what we have in stored in Avery's dad's garage. That's sick. And it's a um nemesis i think something like i don't want to misspeak on this but it might be 600 watt okay yeah it's by eden Eden. which like yeah i if you look online for it you can find i think there's one that's available for sale (laughs) one it's rare for all the wrong reasons (laughs) and i love it because it's just so novel it has a light that you can turn on that goes to like the beat of the music and like nothing about it makes sense it's just a big fucking piece of machinery and the reason i use it is because you know living in like the metropolitan new york city area if i'm gonna go play a gig like i don't i just i don't own a head um, most of the venues there have a backline, or mm-hmm. i'll just borrow a head from a friend but um yeah i don't even own one myself <laughs> so i just use this big thing whenever i play with what makes sense Dude, as long as you got the Gibson, everything is good. Yeah. <laughs> it it does the job. That's all you, you know, need. All I need is to supply power for me and that's it. <laughs> that's that's good enough. So uh I was gonna bring up uh three days
0: or so ago you texted me in the whole like what are you practicing and I've heard through the great uh the great Vine you're a pretty big Green Day fan.
1: If that's oh huge um okay. mike dirnt is the reason why i played bass well i should say he's the reason why I, green day is the reason why i played music and then everywhere after that i just wanted to be mike dirnt <laughs> i love that yeah it was just like i even from like the way he plays in like we'll do an upstroke and then downstroke like everything from that watched all the music videos learned how to play that you know, didn't even worry about hitting the notes. Just wanted to look cool <laughs> while I was playing. I had I, my bass down to, like, my knees when I was, like, 12. Like, thinking that, like, oh, this is how people play bass.
0: <laughs> I am, I, I'm I'm like, I used to love, like, I used to adore Mark, Mark Hoppus. So, I'm very, like, oh, yeah, you have to play low. And yeah. every time someone puts it on, they're like, Pat, like, how do you play it? Like, I also, like, I'm all, I don't say I'm, like, tall, but, like, I'm probably six. And like, when someone like picks it up, they're like, "Why is it
1: so low?" And I was like, "I don't know." It's just how I grew up playing. Like, I'm pretty sure if I just put your base on as you wear it, it would sit nicely right on top of my shoes. <laughs> that would. I mean, you can see your calves, so it would be good. <laughs> Block that whole scenario right there. But yeah, I think it's just it's cool, and also like I grew up listening. I was a big Rancid fan in yes. high school. So, like, Tim Armstrong, man, that guy's barely wearing his guitar. And, like, that's cool. That just shows you, like, look, I'm punk as fuck. I don't care what anybody says. And it's so anti, like, Beatles. Like, I love the Beatles, but, like, you know, it's not cool to be like the Beatles if you're gonna be punk rock. So, you're not gonna have your bass up to your chin. You're gonna have it as low as you could possibly still strum.
0: You're not wrong, dude. Uh, so,
1: second part
0: of this uh i'm not like a huge fan but i've definitely listened to them a lot the dirty nil what what they're i would say they're probably your your
1: favorite band right now right easily i have okay, their, like their it. unofficial logo tattooed on my arm um yeah man i mean i love those guys they're the reason why i think i got back into playing music um i met them at two shows, actually, back-to-back nights in New York City. Um, And the amazing thing was, it was like a no-brainer to go to the show. It was $10 for the show in, like, at most, like, a 50-cap place. Incredible. And so I got to meet them beforehand. At the time, I was, like, a pretty big fan. Um, You know, I'd listened to a few of their songs, like, a lot um, for a few years at that point. It was maybe, like, two years I'd known of them. But I introduced myself and just, like, bought them some beers before the show and after the show, and we chilled. Then, like, next time they rolled through town, like, they remembered me. And, like, um, last October, I actually went out to California because I was just, like, I still have vacation time available from work. I'm going to take it. Um, And they were playing a few shows out there with White Reaper, and I'd never been out to California, so I was, like, this is the perfect time to do it. So I saw them, let's see, I spent five nights out there, saw them three out of the five nights and just like chilled with them the whole time. (laughs) It was so sick. And also White Reaper is one of my favorite bands. So like getting to see two of my favorite bands play back to back, just, I mean, it was probably the best week of my life. I'll say it, I'll put it out there. But um, (laughs) what was even more fantastic was Like, maybe a month and a half later, then they'll end up coming to Brooklyn and playing. So I I left right after work in the city, and I went and saw them. They recognized me. Like, I mean, it's just becoming a thing where we're kind of playing tag now. (laughs) I love They're a great band. Exactly, man. And I think what draws me so heavily to them is that they've always used old Gibson basses. Their um bassist before the current one Ross, um was named Dave and he used a, a G three a Gibson Grabber. So I was like, that thing sounds unlike anything I've ever heard. Um, that's I think the jazzier of the two between the Ripper and the the yeah the Grabber. And then um when he left the band and then Ross Miller came in and is playing, the Ripper. I was like, fuck, man, <laughs> like I think my decision's made. <laughs>
0: Dude, that's sick. Cause I, I, like, I remember like the first Green Day, see, uh, first Green Day, uh, music video I've ever had. Doesn't he also have like a ripper or a grabber? Yes. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about um Mike. yeah, we're, we're bringing it back. Yes. Yeah, Longview.
1: Long Long, yeah, yeah. That's a big reason why I went that route. I, th- I think probably like the next uh, you know, money hole that I'm gonna buy is gonna be a G3. <laughs> it's just so cool dude i i i love that because you're like
0: I, i'm like maybe one day i'll buy a rick maybe
1: yeah but i probably it, won't you know what's it z sounds or whatever you can finance it dude,
0: i i i have like subpar credit score so i'm like uh, oh, no. i'm not no, there no credit check dude
1: oh i'm dude um, yeah. Under this quarantine, I should probably not talk. Talk to Avery, man. He's uh, <sighs> Avery. Just loves to spend, but dude, <laughs> I, I'm
0: like, I'm like, all right, like, but like, you, you're giving me an itch, so I
1: I know, and I'm like, look, I got to be happy with the one I have. Like, just <laughs> it's a good base. Remember why you saved up for this, <laughs> oh, dude. I got, ah, oh, man.
0: Uh, so I don't want to take like too much more of your time, but. I, I also forgot I was gonna ask you another question, I totally forgot already. But I was gonna ask you uh what's your favorite tone that uh you've like I would say your favorite tone ever. Or like one of your favorite tones.
1: Yeah. Um you talking just like from an album or whatever. Album, yeah. Um I would have to say Dookie Mike Durant. <laughs> I um, I probably should have
0: guessed.
1: <laughs> oh, it's just when you hear that sound, you're like, where the fuck? How did you do that? Like, I want to know exactly what his settings were, what pedals he used, because I've never heard anything that's just so catchy and punchy. Dude, Like his bass makes that album. Um, I, it's, it's melodic in and of itself.
0: I, I would completely agree with you. Although I wouldn't say it mixed the whole record, but it's pretty up there. Yeah,
1: you're, you're right. Yeah, also, I mean, just Billy du- Joe.
0: Yeah, it's, it's dookie.
1: But also, I, I actually, in like this is no bullshit, swear to God, um, the bass that you have on Temporary, I, I need to know what you did on that. All um, right, so. Because uh... when it comes in, when you do the boom, 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 like when those first few notes, it changes the entire dynamic of the song.
0: It is a Rick. I got to record. I got to record all of arrivals with a Rick. Are you serious? Yeah, I was like, I we had rolled up to the studio and like I had the same. I had pretty much the same two bases that like I have a Mexican and I have like a Highway One. I have like a Sunburst Mexican and like the mm. All Black Highway One. Yeah, I I, I I like I've said that like this Highway One's like my favorite thing ever. Like I've played it i love it it has like it comes with the badass too so i'm like oh yeah about that's the it. one you
1: use live right yeah i i yeah.
0: it's my favorite like i don't think i can ever find another thing that i love so much but uh so i was like all right like i hope i can record with this and he's like we had just got done the drums and he's like all right like bass. and i was like all right like what do you want to do and he's like
1: i have a rick and i was like all right, Don. <laughs> yeah, don't need to twist my arm that much. I was like, <laughs> he's like, yeah,
0: like these. he's like these like this bass track needs to be like aggressive. Then he's, like, I got a Rick. I was like, all right, cool, got it. But I this brings it back. So I don't know if you've heard the story, but last June I actually couldn't play a show because I like I actually unfortunately double booked myself. Oh shit! So as you can probably tell, the it might happen. It might happen. So, uh, Real Talk was playing in Worcester, and my other band, Adulting, was playing in Portland, which I live in Portland, and, like, I felt kind of bad, but I had, like, said that I would do the Portland show first, and so I was like, hey, guys, like, I can't play the show, and they're like, they're like, for their show, it's like, all right, just like, no, nah, I was like, no, like, I really can't, and they're like, all right, cool, so we're like, all right, who can play bass for us, and... I don't know if you know but Avery actually got to villain for me. Yeah, I heard about that. So, how, we had a whole Skype we had a whole Skype session where like I pretty much like told him like how I like I was like, "All right, so like what do you know?" And he's like, "Yeah, like I know pretty much everything already like with some of those like, the flashier things that you do." And I was like, "All right, cool. Let's like let's pick it apart like like per song." And when we got to I think Arrivals he was like, "Hey, so like, what do you do on this thing?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I do this." He's like, "Oh, weird. I thought it was this thing." And I was like, "Oh, that's so much cooler.
1: I should start doing that." Oh, really? So did you change it? What you play now live? Yeah, there's he's like. Is he, it different from the recording? It's no. Like, it's just
0: like it's not different, but it's just like more fancier. So I was like, "Oh, let's do that." And I
1: was like, "That's a good idea." So he, pretty yeah, that, much, that's prog Rock, a- Avery for you. <laughs> I was like,
0: "Oh." Because like there's like the part in the in Temporary where like it slides up. And he's like, mm-hmm. I thought it was a chord. And I was like, no, it's just like one note. And I was like, I'm going to play it as a chord now.
1: That's why I had so much trouble trying to learn that. Because <laughs> that slide up part always threw me off.
0: I, I actually might skip you on that now. Because I feel like, what the fuck else am I going to do? But, so, I'm glad you got your favorite tone. If you had to, This is going to be my last question. Even though I loved talking to you again.
1: Dude, of course. Uh, So what is your favorite song? If you had to pick one song. Man, Um, you know, I think a lot about this. Like, I should have been more prepared because I'm like, (laughs) I have these weird scenarios where I'm always like, if somebody were to just come up to me on the street and ask me what my favorite song was, what would you respond? Like, you can't dilly dally on it. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. (laughs) <laughs> no i i like this because now i have a two i have a two i have a two part question favorite song okay. let's go um i'll give you it's a two-parter okay. so whereas it was super eight by the dirty Nil for a very very long time it's you deserve love by white reaper
0: nice and i'm gonna
1: i'm gonna buzz that one in <laughs> all right second question what is your sa- What is your
0: sound check riff?
1: My sound check riff is yes. Russell U which is spelled Y-U to Hoosker Do by the Dirty Nil.
0: Alright. That's it. That's all I need to know. Check
1: that fucking song out. Oh,
0: that's actually one of the Dirty Nil songs that I like. I, I, like I'm not like, a super fan but like, I actually do like that song. So I, next time we get to play hopefully I'm going to be like oh yeah, that. That shit will blow out your speakers. Uh, that's all I need. <laughs> Well, Aaron, thank you so much. Thank you for being the f- first proper guest, I should say, on my, uh, my podcast. Dude,
1: this has gone great. Have you thought of what you're going to name it?
0: Uh, it's going to be called Base Talk with Pat. I love it. I should probably s- switch it to Rick because, like, if I ever have a mustache, I try to, like, go alter ego and call myself Rick. But, no, Dude. it never catches on. I'll call you Rick. Thank you. Yeah, I will but- call you Rick. Base Talk with Rick. Base Talk with Rick. So thank you very much, Aaron. If you have anything to plug, do it now.
1: Um, check out my boys' Real Talk. <laughs> <laughs> i are probably very never good. to
0: plug my own band, so thank you.
1: <laughs> um, but also, yeah, if you want to hear Pat speak, he is also going to be on an episode of Nonsense, which is by What Makes Sense. You just type that little diddy into Spotify, um, we should be up on Apple Music as well, but uh, it's a podcast uh, by musicians for musicians, and we have real talk and pat on. So, yeah, come check out nonsense.
0: Cool, Aaron. Thank you. Uh,
1: stay safe, and hopefully, you'll you'll go to Wawa
0: sometime soon. More, way more than I will. But I miss it. I miss it too. Enjoy your night, Aaron.
1: Thank you. You too, man. Bye. Bye.